0: Welcome to the Bubblehead Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm with my host, Robert. We're here to discuss the NFC South today. Uh, before we jump into that, we want to discuss the recent hires for the AFC. Robert, what
1: uh, what jumps out at you right off the bat? So the Lovie Smith hire kind of struck me as like a, you know, kind of desperation hire. Um, I think they kind of... We're gonna go with Josh McDaniels from the beginning. Or not Josh McDaniels, excuse me. Um Josh McCown, McCown or yeah, McCown. Um and I think that blew up in their face when the lawsuit came out. So with the Raiders, I I don't care for the Josh McDaniels hire. I think it's just a I think it's a poor decision because for at least for Josh McDaniels. I don't think the Raiders' job's all that great, but um, hopefully he's able to make something happen there and, you know, we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, I don't think, I think they're going to overpay David Carr or Derek Carr, excuse me, not David, uh, it's the wrong <laughs> Carr. Um But yeah, you know, and I think, I think the best hire out of this group is probably Mike McDaniel, but I, you know, I really didn't fall in love with any of these hires. You know, I, I thought Nathan Nathaniel Hackett there's a lot riding on that Aaron Rodgers decision. You know, if they can get Aaron Rodgers, then that's a home run hire. But if they can't, I don't really think that's a good hire at all. You know, what do you, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I, the, there's like two senses of humor. One is like the dramatic, sad humor of a Shakespearean tragedy with Lovey Smith. It's like, it seemed like they want, they had other plans, right? They fired their bridge head coach. And then all of a sudden, you know, rumors started happening and what they wanted. And all of a sudden they just hired their DC who promoted their, um, QB coach up to OC. I'm actually am excited about Pep Hamilton. Pep Hamilton has shown some, um, success as a young coach. So, for the little bit of you know hope you have in your Houston fantasy football players, I do like him. I think he's a small tick up. But, like, Lovey Smith, come on. like
1: Really? Uh, but, why, why fire your coach if you're just going to go with Lovey Smith? Like, yeah, that's I feel still, like, that's you, like just keep
0: him as your DC and keep David Cully going. Like, I thought Cully was doing a great job. That roster was terrible. And he was kind of managing that shitstorm, like the best you really could expect anyone to. So poor poor David Culley, in my opinion. Um, As a Pats fan, I'm going to say I'm sad McDaniels is going to Vegas. It seems like every year for the last few years, I've been just that rate at the February. It's just that time to just hope and pray McDaniels doesn't get hired away. He almost went to Indy, and when he came back after Indy, I thought, okay, he's going to stick around until Belichick leaves, but that's not happening. So I do like that for Vegas. I think that he's going to do really well there. Um, yeah, the the Hatchet, yeah, the Nathan Hatchet, that's, I think, the same thing as you. Uh, it's totally a ploy to try and get Rodgers to go there. Uh, if it works out, you know, Rodgers spends the next three or four years there, they'll probably get a Super Bowl title or at least an appearance because of it. Uh, the Peterson hire, i Can we bring the clown suits out again? Jacksonville doesn't know how to do anything. Um, And McDaniel, he's interesting. I mean, he studied under uh, Shanahan and he, a lot of people around the league really respect him. So uh, that could, that could be really helpful for the, you know, fantasy football production, but I'm still very sour over the firing of Brian Flores. I think that was talking about a bonehead play. I, I thought Brian Flores was a, is is a fantastic football coach?
1: Yeah, I don't know how much better they're going to get with with McDaniel. You know, maybe the offense improves, but I, I think the defense will probably take a step back. Because um, yeah, I mean they all, they outperformed their expectations, right? Like they, I don't, know, I don't. But you know, um, for Doug Peterson, you know, I I think you're hoping that he's a big upgrade for Trevor Lawrence, but he, you know, he really didn't get too much. I mean, I guess he actually, like looking back, yeah, I guess he did get a, a lot out of Carson Wentz comparatively to the rest of the, the people. But at the same time, like that that Eagles team was just really good when he first got there. So I don't know how much stock we can really put into that.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, th- coming off of Urban Meyer, it's hard to be worse. So it should be an
1: improvement. Um, but you I know, think the big the, thing is that they just that they didn't fire their GM. Like, yes, Trent, that's bulky. You know, he's been an awful GM for many years now. So yeah, I think
0: he might be like Grim and Tongue or something like somehow or another, he's keeping his job. He must just know the exact right words to whisper into Khan Shaw's ear. You know, like how is he still have a job? What is it? He's been there for all these years and just
1: he's not, he's not, he's not making the bill at all. So you ready to move on to the NFC South? Get started with the, Buccaneers
0: yeah yeah so obviously Tampa Bay right uh they just lost Brady the greatest quarterback of all time one of the better fantasy quarterbacks of all time that one honestly surprised me uh right we didn't really hear much about it until like the playoffs and like very end regular season then it was just whispers and then it was like oh yep yeah he's done um it was unceremonious but I guess that's what he wanted you know Tip my hat to Tom Brady. What a player. But moving on, like, what do we have with this team? This team has suddenly gotten quite old, and I think they're in for a big rebuild. I think they're going to lose Godwin. AB is most likely never playing again. Gronk probably will retire. Uh, Fournette, mm, does he stay? I don't know. He certainly could leave.
1: Um. They Are have so you, many free agents at keep positions. It's not even funny. Yeah.
0: What about Trask? Are you... Does Trask bring a lot of interest to you?
1: Zero. In fantasy? Zero interest. I That's mean, in fantasy, like... In fantasy, you could maybe convince him, me to, like, take a shot on him. But no. No.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's a... This is, you know, this is your sell window, right? They took him in the second round last year. All right. He... To be fair, Trask was prolific at Florida. He, he was... He was among the Heisman candidates, but my issue is he's not. He has zero mobility. He makes Tom Brady look agile, and uh, he's got a noodle arm. So he he's just not going to work in the NFL, in my opinion. So so if you can find someone to to buy Trask for really anything right now, um, I would do it in a superflex league. I would think he. What do you think? He, I'd like to think you get a late second for Trask. You know, someone's probably gonna be willing to take a shot at him. Yeah, but I would sell
1: him for literally anything at this point. Um, yeah, no, I I'll know. I'll take him a
0: third. You probably didn't pay anything more than a third. Probably even could have gone for a fourth last year. So, you know, yeah, get your I, money thought I thought they
1: overdrafted him. I thought they overdrafted him to begin with. Um, yeah. So you know, and the, and my thing too is like, you know, all these guys are free agents except for Mike Evans. Um, you know, so. I don't know what to expect out of this team. Leonard Fournette's a free agent. Ronald Jones is a free agent. Chris Godwin's a free agent. Karkowski's a free agent. OJ Howard's a free agent. So you're looking at your weapons going from a stacked core of Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, uh, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden, Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, OJ Howard, to a third of that. So
0: Yeah, and these are some of the
1: most talented of them. Yeah. So I I think they're – I think – one, I think the Buccaneers were a really good team before Brady got there, and I think Brady's leaving them as a really bad team uh, unless they just, like, you know, can find some money to pay all these guys while getting a quarterback.
0: Yeah. So there is a chance, actually. That's a good point, right? Uh, you know, how poetic would it be if Jimmy Garoppolo came there and had great success um, there's not a ton of free agent QBs. Winston could come back, I doubt it, but Winston and Jimmy G. I mean, other than that, what are you looking at? I, I mean, what do they do? Try and bring in like Teddy Bridgewater or Darnold, or well, actually, Darnold's guaranteed in Carolina, so yeah, <laughs> I I think they're probably gonna try and roll out Trask, and it's gonna be ugly. I think it'll be hard to retain these free agents. Like, why why stick around? They got their Super Bowl. Okay, move on. Like,
1: get out with yeah, most of these guys good. came to play with Brady anyway. Like Leonard Fournette, he came to play with Brady. Yeah, you know, Ab did. Uh, Ab came to Gronk play with Brady. Did. Gronk came to play with Brady, right? Like all these guys. Um, and so now you know you're looking at OJ Howard's been a complete disappointment uh, with since he was the, you know he's the uh, really promising tight end uh, and then yeah. the injuries kind of derailed the career, right? um ronald jones he's been completely irrelevant uh lately um so you know now you're looking at mike evans yeah it's all all mike evans which is fantastic for mike evans owners true yeah
0: i mean uh we're kind of jumping around but mike evans so the last couple years with brady it's been touchdowns that have been bringing him that uh wide receiver one numbers he had fourteen and thirteen the last two years, uh, because before he used to be a huge target hog. He was getting one thirty plus all the time, but he's much lower recently with uh, Brady. And I think we kind of well, refer back
1: to that is high. Well, target that was because volume. of the weapons too, right? Like that, the arrival of Brady kind of coincided with the arrival of all these weapons. So yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, that, that's know. my point. Is
0: like you said, they should be Mike Evans like the only show in town. So he'll go back to being that target volume um, player. And it probably his touchdowns will go down, but that's fine because he's going to be pushing for 160 targets going forward. I think.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think that's the only thing to really discuss about this team is where the free agents go and how many of them stay. Um, I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to stay. I think Ronald Jones is completely in the doghouse. So I don't expect him to say, so who's the running back next year? Keyshawn Vaughn? Keyshawn Vaughn was awful the last two years. So who do you go with? There's a reason that they signed all those running backs and those veteran running backs in free agency because they didn't trust Keyshawn Vaughn. So either I think they're either gonna overpay for Leonard Fournette, who, by the way, was very successful in the passing game, which for some reason Jacksonville couldn't use him in the passing game. Um, even though he just showed that he can use, he can do that. So I think you're looking at either you're hoping either that Leonard Fournette comes back or that they are able to draft a guy in the first round or the second round to be the starter. And you're hoping that they can get some some wide receivers in to replace who they're losing. Um, my big thing was originally was Tyler Johnson. I thought he was going to be you know the next next big big thing coming out of Minnesota and he really just hasn't reached that potential he had a, he should flashes rookie year and then the second year he has not been anything to write home about so you know i'm looking forward to looking to see what happens this offseason season with them uh, and as a saints fan i'm pretty happy with where they're at <laughs> i think you're being unfair to Tyle johnson he he
0: definitely improved significantly from year 1 to year 2 he went from 18 to 55 targets. He tripled his catches from 12 to 36. Now Tom Brady think- is is notorious for not having any interest in young receivers. That you know they don't know the super nuances of the game, and that's where Brady makes his money is you know making the turn at nine and you know point seven yards versus nine point nine. Like, and it's typical for younger receivers to not get along with Brady. So I. I'm still holding Johnson. I, I don't have super high expectations, but I do think it's,
1: you know, practical to say that. So you have to raise them up from your taxi squad this year. Are you raising them up from a taxi squad? You waste yeah. a roster spot on them? It
0: just depends on my roster, right? Who do I have to cut? Um, and the good thing is, though, is typically you don't have to make taxi squad cuts until preseason. So, you know, I'm going to see what they do in free agency. I'm going to see what they do in the draft. If Tyler Johnson is looking to be the second or third wide receiver for them and Cameron Brate's looking to be their number one tight end, I I, I think I'm going to make a hard push to keep him on my rosters. I mean, look at who he's had uh, in front of him. Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown. Those are three players that, like, legit all could be Hall of Famers. Um, What happened though whenever –
1: what happens when Chris Godwin and Mike Evans were out though? He was completely invisible. Yeah,
0: he went more to Gronk. He went more to the running game and Evans got peppered, but I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not 100 percent convinced that Tom Brady and a young receiver gives you a good evaluation of
1: young receiver. He's never I was I was good. all over that Tyler Johnson hype train last year. Um I know you you offered me a pretty good price for him, I think. In one of our leagues, and I remember turning you down, I was like, No, this dude's gonna be a star. And uh
0: Well, he was a star for, in college, he was absolutely killing the Big Ten. Yeah. And then kinda out of nowhere, he dropped all the way to the uh the fifth round.
1: Yeah, so you know, I, I was a big believer, you know, I'm kind of fading him a little bit, but I'm still hopeful, you know. I I want to be proven right more than anything, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, it's so cheap to acquire him at this point. So if you just have, like, I think a great uh, buy of, of Tyler Johnson would be some older player, um, some some older wide receiver that you don't really like, you know, like a we're going to talk about later, maybe like a Robbie Anderson or someone like that, an older player that has had some limited success, you know, by the youth and just hope because – Player is some talent, but yeah, I, I think that's enough on Tyler Johnson. Do you have anything else on him? I don't have anything else about any of these people in, so in Tampa. I want to I, I want to get into Leonard Fournette a little bit. So Fournette was a absolute rock star this year with Brady. Like you said, passing uh the passing game was a huge part of that, but it also was very good in the uh, red zone. He had 10 total touchdowns. What? So Fournette's going right now in startups is RB twenty six. He's going over the likes of Michael Carter, AJ Dillon, Miles Sanders, Kyron Williams.
1: Is that where, like, what do you think about that value? So I don't know if I want to take any of these guys for one simple reason. I don't know where they're playing next year and I don't know who sticks around Tampa. If you could tell me right now that Leonard Fournette was the, was sticking around Tampa, I'd probably take, I'd pay a pretty good price for him. But the unknown there is what's really keeps me from being interested, and I think that's true with all of these guys, right? Like that—that's true with with Cameron Braid, that's true with OJ Howard, that's true with Chris Godwin, that's true with you know Mike Evans, true with Tyler Johnson. You know, I don't know what to expect here, and I also don't know what to expect at the quarterback position either. Yeah, the QB is the biggest question
0: mark. Um, these really talented players like Fournette and Godwin. Well those are the big ones just because I don't think Antonio Brown or Gronk are going to play anymore but Godwin and and Fournette, they're so talented and they've shown enough that I I I wonder if it's better for them to especially Godwin I think it's better for them to leave Tampa. He's the, in my eyes he's the number one wide receiver in free agency. He's going to get to go wherever he wants and he's going to get paid, you know, a crap ton of money. So He's going to get the targets and he's young. He, he, he's turning 26 late February, and the 27th of February turns 26. So you're going to have 26, 27, 28, 29, four years before their 30 uh, year old season. Like to me, I think Godwin's a value. He's going at wide receiver 17. Is this an injury? This is an injury value, and this is a Tom Brady just retired value. Like would you rather have Terry McLaurin or Godwin? Or sorry, probably. he is actually going over Terry. But I guess yeah, would you rather have Terry? I'd probably rather have Terry. See, I'd rather have Godwin. Like one Godwin's I think is actually a, a better wide receiver. But also he's younger.
1: Um I like but, Godwin a lot, but it's like just like I said the situation, right? I don't know where he's going to go. I don't like the I, unknown there.
0: I just don't see him going to a spot where it's bad. Like what he gets to control it, right? He's a free agent, that's the whole point. Like, why wouldn't he put himself in a spot to be good? I, that that's where I'm at, at least. I think What God if he goes to ones,
1: what if he goes to whoever pays the most money?
0: Whoever pays him the most money, they're gonna right? That's gonna be what 23, 24 million dollars a year. Who's not gonna throw the ball at a tw- that, you know, that
1: much of a paid wide receiver all day long. If you have a terrible quarterback, then it doesn't really matter. Does it It's still target just, targets, w- just targets. as much of a situation? It's just as much of a situation as uh what Terry McLaurin has. Right. So that's why I say like, I don't, I don't know if I really want to, I don't want to take a chance on it until I know that's just my personal thing. I don't like, I don't like to take a chance on stuff like that. Like until I know what's happening. So say you're a contender.
0: What do I have to pay for pay to get Godwin and then separately to get Fortnite off your hands?
1: You're not taking them off my hands. I'm gonna keep them. So you're in, in a like total a hold buy
0: pattern them. no matter what. Yeah, total. Basically. Yeah, hold
1: yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not selling them for cheap, and I'm not selling them for or I'm not buying them for, for like a, a expensive price or potentially expensive price. Okay.
0: So if I give you say if I offer do you say like 110 in 2022 draft, super flex for Leonard Fournette. Are you parting with him?
1: No, no, I don't want, I don't want 1.10. We'll talk, about the, in a yeah, few, we'll talk few about the rookies. And yeah, we'll talk about the rookies later. Just
0: a sneak pick. Robert kind of hates the 2022 class. Um, you know, more than the average person because everyone knows 2022 is a
1: relatively down year. Um, yeah, I, I, and especially running back, which if I'm partner, partner, partnering with a running back or parting ways with a running back, I want to running back in the draft.
0: So is there anyone else we need to talk about here? Do we want to talk about the, the draft picks or anything here with Tampa? Are we ready to move on?
1: I mean, they have all their picks uh, except for the sixth rounder and the seventh rounder. They have the seventh round projected comp though to re- replace the seventh. So, so about it though. Uh, other than that, we can move on to the saints.
0: Let's get the drum roll ready. And finally, this is your stage, your moment, one chance, one opportunity to discuss the New Orleans Saints cap situation for everyone.
1: All right. So let's just throw this out there. All right. Everybody keeps on saying that the Saints are the world is ending for the New Orleans Saints. They're going to have to cut everybody. Their team is going to be a bunch of bums. Um, which they might be a bunch of bums if Kamara gets suspended the entire season, but that's beside the point that has nothing to do with the cap room. That has more to do with the legal situation, but how to fix the cap for this inevitable discussion. So first off, I want to say um, Nick Underhill, the beat reporter for the New Orleans saints, please give him a follow. He broke this down in depth and I think he's one of the best beat reporters in the NFL. He's a great uh, follow. If you, yeah, if you need to want to know anything about any of the saints, skill position players, Give him a follow, he'll break down. He breaks it all down, right? So first off, Marshall Lattimore, he has a $15 million roster bonus. It saves 20, $12 million if you convert it. So Taysom Hill, he has a $9 million roster bonus. It saves you $7.2 million if you convert it. Ryan Ramcheck $8.5 million roster bonus. It saves you $6.8 million if you convert it. Alvin Kamara, $6 million roster bonus. It saves you $4.5 million if you convert it. Michael Thomas, he has a $15.35 million base salary, and it saves you $10.2 million. Cameron Jordan, base salary of $13.6 million, saves you $19.1 million. Andrew Speets, base salary of $10.85 million, saves you $7.2 million. Ryan Ramchecks, base salary of $10.5 million, saves you $8.4 million. Archon Lattimore's base salary is $9.1 million saves you $7.3 million. Bradley's Roby's base salary is $9.5 million, saves you $7.1 million. I actually do expect Bradley Roby to be cut, but that's because he's like the fourth or fifth corner on the roster, so doesn't really need to, to be there. But Demario Davis has a base salary of $7.5 million, saves you $5 million. Onamada's base salary is $7.5 million, saves you $3.8 million. So That is over $80 million. That is the entire cap. They also can actually do more than that if they choose, uh, if they need to add more room in to sign the likes of um, Marcus Williams or to re-sign, you know, Teron Armstead or Jameis Winston, et cetera, et cetera. So
0: what it sounds like, right, just clarify, because you're more of the cap expert than I am. They can, if they just kind of push the money what when they're paying it, or I guess when they're, it's more of an accounting issue when they're accounting for the money on the cap down the road a little bit, they can keep every single one of their players if they want.
1: Yeah. So they'll be able to keep everybody that they want to. Right. And then they'll be able to that ba- basically what they're doing is they're pushing, they're using monopoly money this year. Basically, you know, they're, they're saying, Hey, we're going to pay you in this fake money and then we're going to, and we'll, we'll pay you next year. Um, but they're not going to also. They're also not going to pay next year. They're just going to do the same exact thing they did this yeah, year. Yeah, they'll just keep next doing year. it. Yeah, they've been doing this for 10, 15 years now. So like, you know, they're basically uh, <laughs> the U.S. government with their debt. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, though, is just this, keep pushing uh, it down the road. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's... the debt's not coming due. <laughs> you know, so the only time the debt I gotta came say due, they are masters in, of the cap, masters yeah. of the cap. Yeah, yeah I say every the year. only time it came due, right? Like it was in quotation marks, was due, was because COVID cut funds by like yeah, what that's them in a pickle so you know it took them a a literal pandemic to to actually like be impacted by the capital which you know and I'll it was still that. was
0: pretty minor right they were still yeah. able to i mean this was a team that had no michael thomas this was a team that their quarterback tore their acl who was actually playing pretty well like winston he was he was probably a better nfl quarterback i think than fantasy honestly like Imagine what this team, and they nearly still made the playoffs, right? Imagine and they had they so many other done. issues too, like and not not even just the quarterback, right?
1: Yeah, like they were the most, one of the most injured teams offensive in the NFL. Line. Yeah. The offensive line was hurt all year. You know, they had the second week of the season where they had the entire coaching staff was out with the, uh, for COVID. And then they had, you know, Hurricane Ida the first week of the season. And they couldn't go back home until what, week four, I think it was. Um you know, it was just, a, it was the perfect storm, right? Like they still died at eight, like, and then also too against the dolphins, they had half the team out because of COVID. So, you know, that's two games right there just because of COVID that they, you know, I would say that because of COVID they lost those two games.
0: Yeah. I mean, part of that I think is kind of a tip to the cap of Sean Payton just to show how great of a coach he is. So that's a big question for me going forward is, is how good will they be without, uh, and not to mention
1: the game that could that Sean Payton was out because of COVID Dennis Allen also had a nine and six game against, or it wasn't nine and six. It was uh, a, was it 10 to three? I think against Brady. That was, impressive. I don't remember the final score of that one. I don't remember the final score of that one, but it was, it was, it was something like real low like that.
0: Yeah. You know, the, the spread was probably about plus what 14 and a half, maybe even like, you know, 15 and a half for Tampa. And they, they, uh, they lost. <laughs> You yeah.
1: know, it's so, I, I don't think so, the sky is falling on the Saints is what I'm saying. No, I definitely don't. If anything, think so. if anything, the sky is falling. It's because of Alvin Kamara. But
0: that's the concern. Well, the concern is, is there two best players right now have big question marks with Kamara and Thomas? But we have had some, you know, positive
1: news for once with Michael Thomas recently. I told you last season and I, th- I told you in the middle of the season that this whole, the whole media like saying like, Oh, Michael Thomas wants to leave. Like Michael Thomas hates the saints. Like that's all ridiculous. Michael Thomas just wants to be out there competing. And the fact that he was unable to get out there, I think that was the frustration. I don't think there was any frustration with the saints. I think the frustration was entirely that he couldn't get out on the field. Yeah.
0: He, he's certainly a competitor. Um, I remember prior to his injury, right. When he was the best at, receiver stat wise in the nfl you know it, it was kind of like the whole nfl was was praising him and and you know total reversal now and i remember um he's the nephew of shannon sharp and i remember hearing an interview of shannon sharp not shannon sharp Keyshawn johnson sorry thank you Keyshawn johnson and they were interviewing and they were like, Hey, you know, tell us about Michael Thomas, right? Like why is a second round pick destroying the league? Yada, yada And they were talking about how hungry they are and how hard he works and, and this and that. And uh, that, that is exactly what you're talking about. So I, I tend to agree that he is a huge competitor. I think that he takes very seriously, like, the talk, you know, the rep. And that's what we've seen like on social media, you know, he started to like be active when people are, are hating on him. So he's kind of like put himself in a bad light in that way. But I think the source is that he's just super ultra competitive. So if he can get healthy, I think we're going to see one of the best wide receivers in football again.
1: Yeah. And I think, so as a big Saints fan, I don't know if you know who Chauncey Gardner Johnson is uh, or CD Deuce now. Um, but I am looking forward to another confrontation between them and training camp because they are both two like absolute competitors and they, none of them have any, any shame in their game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I remember a couple years ago, they got into a fight and I can't wait for Michael Thomas and them to get into it again this year. I, I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be explosive this year for the, for at least those two. Yeah, you know what
0: he kind of (laughs) reminds me of larry bird right so everyone these days like if you have a fight at practice people act like you're a problem larry bird used to get in fist fights like once a week when he played for the celtics why because people weren't upholding the standard he expected for you know putting in the work and he would get on them and they didn't like it and it would become physical so i i'm kind of i'm not like turned off by the fact that he's so emotional like to me, it means he really cares and he
1: wants to be great and wants to win football games. Yeah, I want a I want a receiver that's gonna, you know battle. Like right, like that's that's what I want. Yeah, I don't um, want some weak receiver. But you know, so let's let's just jump back into the actual Saints here though, in terms of fantasy. So the quarterback situation is a concern. I, I feel like Jameis Winston's coming back. I don't think there's a question in my mind about that. Um he he was uh one of the best leaders of the team right like in terms of a a leader to replace Drew Brees i think it he was a perfect fit for the locker room in in terms of like how it switched from the Drew Brees era to the the now Cam Jordan era and and the Tamara Davis era i yep. think he fits in perfectly with that crew right so i think T- james Wentz is going to come back i don't i don't know how how he's going to come back from the ACL injury but I don't think it's. I don't think the ACL is a big concern for Winston. I don't think it really impacts his game that much. And in terms of, you know, the backup plan, I don't think sh- Taysom Hill is, the, is a terrible backup plan. I don't think he's a good backup plan. I think it's an average plan. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what happens there. But I think it's going to be Jameis Winston. Yeah, for me,
0: Taysom Hill isn't the backup plan. He, he's just a backup. He's the um, use it do it all. You know he does kick return. He plays tight end. He plays fullback. He plays you know like wildcat. Like he'll do all sorts of different things. But like him as the backup quarterback makes sense to me. I think it's time to give up the NFL starting quarterback dream for Taysom Hill. Whether it's you're literally Taysom Hill or if you're you know in personnel. But Winston, yeah, I, I'm. I was so intrigued to see what he could do with. With uh Peyton, but then one Michael Thomas didn't play, and two he tore his ACL. So I think they need uh, I think they need help at wide receiver, even if Thomas comes back. Like, what do they have other than Thomas? Like, Marquis Calloway, I like, like Marquez Calloway as a number three. I don't, I, like that's him exactly what I two. thought. He shouldn't be um, anything more than wide receiver three. That's my thought.
1: And the thing, the thing too with Marquez Calloway, I like Marquez Calloway a lot. Um, I watched the like I said, I'm a Saints fan here, so I watched every single game, right? But I what I noticed is a guy that he gets open a lot, but he struggled with the final part of that. He's really He was really good at the first two parts of the game, but he's still learning that final little part. Um, so I think he could be a really, really good player, but he needs to get that because he, you know, he had, had 84 targets for 46 or 7, so he basically was half... He was catching half of his targets. So, you know, he has to get better with that. You know, and if this and if he catches, you know, even 70% of those or 60% of those, uh, 65, you know, he's he's getting he, he is a complete game changer for this offense next year. Um, and I think I think it's guaranteed that they either draft a left tackle in the first round or they go with a wide receiver. I think those are the two positions that they're gonna go for.
0: So Marquise Calloway was wide receiver 43 this season. And now was with no Michael Thomas and Kamara and miss some time. To me, that is like the, mo- that's the, per- the best situation they're ever going to have in their career in terms of target
1: share. See, I disagree with that. I actually think if you're, if you're Marquez Calloway and you're a second year player as an undrafted free agent, and you're suddenly the number one wide receiver on a team, you're going to get the best coverage every single week. Like you're going to and everybody knows you're a really good medium to deep threat receiver. You're not necessarily a, a a short yardage receiver. So guess what? That's the perfect compliment to Michael Thomas. So they're not shading. They're shading coverage over to you because there's nobody else on the team that was able to do anything uh, except for Deontay Harris. But you know, I I feel like having Michael Thomas comes back, he's going to actually be even better. And if they if, if Jameis Winston comes back, I, I'm very cautiously optimistic on Marquez Callaway. Now I don't think he's gonna be a superstar in fantasy, I'm not trying to say that, but I think he could be a solid bench stash. So
0: what are you hoping for for Marquez Callaway in fantasy? Are we talking a wide receiver of three that you can play every week, or is it just or is it less than that?
1: Or are I think we he, he's a wide receiver? More? I'm hoping for a wide receiver three you could start or, worst case scenario, a spot starter for bye weeks and injuries. I tend to think that's the highest just because, like you said, right, it's pretty
0: likely they bring in a first-round wide receiver this year. So, right, they have Michael Thomas. They have uh, a first-round wide receiver, not to mention, talk about uh, you know a developing player. Adam Troutman's a player I'm very interested in. I think they can really become a, a serious receiving weapon. So I just worry that Marcus Callaway, even if they improve, I think you're right. I think as a actual NFL player, they're going to improve. I
1: just see it unlikely that they're going to have have him as a better fantasy
0: pie.
1: I have him as a better NFL receiver than a fantasy receiver. You know, I I think he's going to be a better asset for the Saints as a as an actual piece than in fantasy. But I mean, that's been true for the Saints for many years. You know, even when peak Drew Brees, right? Like they didn't really have other than, you know, they had Marcus Colson and then they had Brandon cooks and then they had Michael Thomas. But other than that, it was just a mesh of targets for like specific guys, right? Like um, they had the few years with Jimmy Graham when Marcus Colson was getting older, but you know, uh, other than that, you know, they've always featured one guy. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's the idea is, Hey, draft a first round pick, or a first round wide receiver this year. And within, I don't know, by 2024, at least Michael Thomas is starting to take that seat back because he's, he's getting old quick. He turns 29 next month in March. So by 2024, we're looking at a 31 year old wide receiver. So I still think Michael Thomas just because of his game is not really made on speed it's much more with route running and and contest catching so i think he can still be good into his you know into his 30s but you know what i mean like i feel they're going to try and replace him just like they did right to kind of one big time wide receiver you know and they just kept replacing him i think that's
1: the plan well sean payton's gone too so
0: you know you gotta throw that in there
1: a that's a really offense. good point
0: like we're gonna get to see if he's Mickey Loomis, the GM, is still here, right? So how much of the vision and the strategy was
1: Peyton? Was it Loomis or was it kind of a combo? I wonder because so a big show. Pete shift? Carmichael, the long the longtime offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael is still there. So you're gonna see probably the exact same offense. Um okay. at least year one. Now, if Michael Pete Carmichael is still there, year two, who knows? Um, but I think they're going to roll with Pete Mark Carmichael this year, and they're going to see, you know, if with health and with maybe a first round wide receiver, if this team is as as good as returns to form, I should say. Um, but let's talk about the free agents a little bit real quick. Um, so they have Toronto Armstead as a free agent. Jameis Winston is a free agent. Traquan Smith, uh, Jawan Johnson and Deontay Harris are both restricted free agents. So Toronto is the only person I actually see leaving of the like offensive free agents, um, well Traquan Smith too, but I don't really think that's a loss at all. Um, Toronto Armstead. I actually just think he's going to leave because of the injury history. I don't think it's cap related at all. I just want to throw that out there. It is not because of the cap. It is because of the injury history. Um, oh. You know, he's missed games every single season for the last, like, what, four years, I think. So, you know, I think they're going to go with either a tackle in one of the t- first two rounds just to try to get a, a young option in there to, to replace him. I liked I liked the guy that they picked out of Kentucky this year. He got hurt, actually, in his first, like, series. So, in his first game, because Tarn Armstead got hurt. And then this guy comes out from the Kentucky... um and it just gets hurt immediately. And it's like, it's, it's, it was so sad. And then obviously, you know, Ryan Ramchek missed most of the year too. So it, it's just one of those things too with the injuries. Like the Saints were down to like their fifth starting tackle at some, at one point. So, uh, credit to Sean Payton though for that. But, but the only other thing that I really want to talk about here is, you know, Kamara in the running back room. So Alvin Kamara. Who knows what happens with that legal situation? I My thought as a Saints fan is that they're going to immediately... He's not going to play all of 2022. Um, and the reason I say that is because the NFL hates New Orleans. So, you know, I see 0% chance that he plays next year if he is, in fact, found guilty. Um, so, at that point, now you're looking at two options. So, you're looking at Mark Ingram or you're looking at Tony Jones Jr. Tony Jones Jr. is a very good buy low for me. I think he's either going to replace a lot of the touches that that Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara would share. So the Saints always run a committee. I don't think that's going to change just because Sean Payton left. So I think Alvin Kamara or Mark Ingram is going to take over as the number one next year, and then Tony Jones Jr. is going to be the number two like he was pre-injury and pre-Mark Ingram coming in. So Tony Jones Jr. was actually very effective until the injury in 2021 um And then, because of the injury, they had to bring in Mark Ingram at that point, right? So I'm interested to see what happens there. He's another young player that could continue to get better and could be, you know, a solid option in fantasy next year.
0: So t- when you say buy low, what what do you want to pay for Tony Jones Jr.?
1: I I think you you can get him for really cheap. I think he's a he's a you could probably get him for a price for like a handcuff. So what are like we a, talking A Would you third a or a fourth? fourth? Yeah, I pay a third. I'd pay a third and probably wouldn't look back. Even like a high third, you'd pay. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I don't, like I said, I don't care about this class at all. Past okay. the second round, you can just just throw it all away.
0: That's a little rich to me. I I was disappointed with Tony Jones. I thought he had a an opportunity this year to to show something. Right, Ingram is an older player, but they still like him. So okay, fine. But Kamara missed some time. What did you?
1: Yeah, what did you think? He was hurt that when, – when, when Alvin Kamara was hurt, he was hurt. Okay, well, that's my mistake then. Um, yeah, so Tony Jones Jr. was hurt towards the, the the middle of the season, and he never really regained form after the injury. Um, and so I think that's key to mention there. Like The injury played a part in why he – because he was running hard at the beginning of the season, and then I think it was like the th- fourth or fifth game of the season he got hurt. And he just never really looked the same after that. So Kamara, that's the big one for me is
0: right. It, so if you think he's not playing all of 2022, in my opinion, you should be selling for anything, not for anything, but you should be selling. Uh, he's turns 27 in July. So you're saying he's not going to play another snap until he's 28 coming off a whole missed season. If that's what you believe, you should be selling the issue is is you're not going to get very much right now. A lot of people are worried. Personally, I'm not that worried. Um I actually just acquired him in a Superflex league for it was 110. I just threw it out there and I was like, "Hey, what will I get?" I I got Kamara back for 110. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm I could be totally wrong, but I I don't think we're going to see more than an 8 game
1: suspension with Kamara. So you got to get the Saints stacks on there. You forgot your Saints stacks.
0: Ah, you forgot your bias towards, you know, the Saints being over penalized. So I don't really buy it that much. I I tend to think that uh, the superstars of the NFL tend to get, you know, uh, they get let out. So people are, I've heard people relating this to Kareem Hunt, Ray Rice, uh, different people with assaults. Guess what? Both of those two situations, they assaulted a woman. Um, and I'm not saying that it's fair or not. I'm, I don't want to get into an equality conversation at all, but reality, pragmatically, uh, people look worse upon someone that assaults a woman than they do a man. Right. So Alvin Kamara was part of a group that apparent allegedly assaulted a man while in Vegas for the pro bowl. So to me, who knows? We'll see. Apparently there's videotape evidence and that could be really gruesome. Um, so that could be a factor, but I just I don't see them missing the whole year. So even if I am waiting for the playoffs, you know, or from a run up for the playoffs to get Alvin Kamara, who is an absolute superstar in fantasy, I I, I still have a lot of faith in him.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything else about the Saints. Uh, I I think we've can we touch I've on Troutman a little
0: bit? I feel like we didn't.
1: Oh yeah, we didn't really touch about Troutman. We never. didn't really get into um, Troutman
0: a lot, and I I, I really like Troutman as. As uh, you know, the handful of the younger tight ends that haven't shown anything, he's one of my favorite. So I actually disagree.
1: Okay, Explain. so so I wanted to mention Juwan Johnson too. Um, Juwan Johnson is a wide receiver that was converted into a tight end, um, and he has he shows abilities as a pass catcher significantly more than Troutman. Troutman shows as the the blocker and occasional pass catcher, kind of like Josh Hill was for New Orleans for a few years. Whereas I think Juwan Johnson's kind of more in that that he's not gonna he's not gonna perform like Jimmy Graham, but he's in that Jimmy Graham mold where, you know, he's the guy that or the Jared Cook role where they they're the pass catching weapon and Adam Troutman's gonna be more of the Josh Hill role. So I don't think any of these guys are worth owning, is what I'm saying. Cause I don't think either of them are gonna perform unless you're getting like I w- I would maybe take Adam Troutman as like a spot starter if I'm like kind of desperate, but
0: so my interest with Troutman comes to do with the price. He's tied in 26 right now in startup. He's he's going behind Robert Tunyon, Brevin Jordan, Logan Thomas, and Evan Ingram. That's why I'm so excited
1: about Troutman. So the only person, the only people there that I think you're you're gonna get he's gonna do better than is Robert Tanyan and um Brevin Jordan. And that's just kind of like either of this do. But like I said, he's not gonna he's not gonna be a superstar. He's not even gonna be he's not even gonna be good. Like, you know, he he might get you a couple touchdowns here and there, but I don't think he's gonna light the world on fire at all. Well, you
0: certainly watch a lot more of Saints games than I do, so I don't want to I don't want to you know come at you too hard. Um, but I will say I disagree. I think Troutman has a chance. I I liked him in college, right? They got the draft capital. He's young. He made a noticeable jump from year one to year two. So, for me, year three is kind of a make or break. If he can't enter that like solid tight end two in fantasy season, then I'm gonna probably be out on Troutman. But just because of where, what it takes to acquire Troutman, I'm uh, I'm pretty interested just to throw him onto my team as like my third or fourth tight end and just hope that he can develop. But I just yes, you also.
1: You also got to think too, like they didn't have any weapons this beside, you know, Traubin. Like they they weren't everybody that they were throwing it to last year is just like meh as an option, right? Like so, with Michael Thomas coming back potentially with a number one wide receiver coming in or a first round wide receiver coming in in the draft, you know, I I think you're you're looking at him falling behind in the second order pretty much pretty good bit.
0: It's possible. I'm banking on the fact that Trevor Simeon being their leading passer though
1: is you know kind of like even that out yeah i I can't believe that trevor Simeon was able like played so many games i can't believe that they were forced to play trevor Simeon so many games i should say
0: yeah they were in a really bad situation
1: let's move on to the yeah so let's talk about the atlanta falcons so i don't like any of these guys because i hate the, the falcons the only person i'm willing to own on this team is kyle pitts Everybody else is completely unrosterable until they leave the Falcons. What do you have? Well,
0: I think I think Calvin Ridley has in all intents and purposes leave the Falcons. So I'm not worried about I'm not worried about them.
1: Oh, I have no term- I, I don't have any I'm not saying that the Falcons are completely unrosterable because of for fantasy. I'm saying that because I hate the Falcons, I will not roster any of these players. Ah, I see. The
0: non-biased fantasy owner. Um, So, for me, Matt Ryan is, like, I have so so little interest in Matt Ryan. In a super flex league, like, what are you going to get from Matt Ryan going forward? He was QB 20 this year. He was only QB 12 last year when he had, uh, quote, unquote, a better situation. He's turning 37 in May.
1: Their offensive line is garbage. Um, you know, every single Ridley's one of the receivers gone. is a free agent, so like Russell Gage yeah. is a free agent, Calvin Ridley's gonna leave, Cordero Patterson's a free agent. Uh, that's like, Ola, yeah, Zacchaeus is a free agent or a restricted free agent, so you're left with Kyle Pitts, and I don't know who else, I don't know who resigns, I don't know who they go with, so I think. I think they'll probably re-sign Cordell Patterson to a really big contract that he probably doesn't really need. Um, Cordell Patterson had a really good year, but I think that was partially an aberration, and I think the fact that it came out of nowhere this late in his career is probably a, a pretty pretty good indicator on you know whether that's maintainable. But for Matt Ryan, you know, I. I think he needs to go somewhere else. I I think if I'm the Falcons, I'm blowing this entire thing up. And I said that last year too. Um, I said, they're going to make a big mistake if they keep Matt Ryan and they don't go quarterback. And look where we're at now. They are nowhere near competing. The team's getting worse, not better. They're, They have so many questions along the roster. They have questions at offensive line. They have questions at wide receiver. They have questions at running back. They have questions of the length of time the quarterback can play. They have questions still along the defense. So I don't know what to think about this team. Kyle Pitts is the only good thing about this team for me. Yeah, I think the
0: Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan decisions are going to cost both Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot's job. They could have traded Matt Ryan and gotten I would
1: think they could have gotten a first. Like Yeah, look at look at the Stafford trade. Like you tell me you can't get anywhere close to that value for that. I don't think you could get anywhere close. I, you could have got a I first. Mean, yeah, Easily but a first.
0: first isn't close to the value you got with Stafford, though.
1: Yeah, but they also took on the Jerkoff contract. See I, I think that I, I think that, that Jericho was worth a fist first round pick. I think that the Jerkoff contract was was part of that. Um but
0: Yeah. But yeah, then right, Pitts, so instead of taking Pitts at four, they could have taken anyone not named Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence. Like, uh, right, uh, if they have Justin Fields or Mac Jones, like,
1: wouldn't you be so much more excited about this team right now? Matt Ryan is literally Mac Jones. They are, like, the exact same body type. They are the exact same player type. Just 15 years difference in age. Yeah. Like it's.
0: So this team's in bad shape, 100%. And their fantasy assets are. See, like Cordell Patterson, RB9 this year. Amazing. Good job for you. Um, but that was mainly off of like a ridiculously unstable touchdown rate. As we all saw, anyone that was trying to win a title with Cordell Patterson was completely disappointed because they flat, fell completely flat at the end. Um, Mike Davis, who actually I believe was one of your big
1: fans for, or you were a big fan of Mike Davis for 2021. Um, yeah, I thought he was gonna be, I thought they were gonna get so much volume, and then Cordell Patterson came in and stole it all.
0: I mean, he was decent, he was RB36, so he was a bad RB3. The issue is, is like you said, he just didn't get that volume that we were hoping for. Um, he will be back in 2022.
1: Whereas Patterson's a free agent. So it's possible. I think they're going to bring Cordell Patterson back, though. I don't think, I think if you look at this team and like, okay, so one, you know, they thought that they were going to compete year one because they kept Matt Ryan. So one, I think, I think Arthur, Arthur Smith's job's on the line this coming year or maybe even the year after. So I think they're going to do everything that they can to try to win games like now. They're not going to push this thing to the, So a couple years from now, they're not going to rebuild. They're going to try to win. And I don't think they are.
0: Yeah, that'd be really bad for them, I think. I don't see them being really any more competitive this year than they were. Or uh, sorry, next year than they were this year. Um, How about Ridley? Let's talk about Ridley. Ridley is sneaky old. He's entering his fifth year option as on his rookie deal, but he's turning 28 at the end of the year in December. So he's like kind of way older than you would think. He was RB, he was wide receiver 5 a year ago and then this year he had mental health issues, he had family issues, I'm not exactly sure, but he had something that made him step away from the game. And he apparently wants to leave Atlanta. What is your thoughts for Ridley? and fantasy are you interested in them at all or are you just totally in a wait and see mode
1: if you i don't want i don't think that calvin lee is going to play and for the atlanta falcons and i i really wonder where it goes so yeah i'm in a holding pattern here and i i really wonder what happens here you know i if if i'm the falcons i don't want to trade them because you know i'm trying to win games and if i do trade them then i have to blow it up and I don't think they're going to do that. So, you know, I think they're going to, I think they're at a crossroads. Either you blow it up and you trade Calvin Ridley and you trade Matt Ryan, or you keep Calvin Ridley. You hope he comes back. He'll be plays for you and you try to win games. I think those are there's two options.
0: So, are you, if you don't have Calvin Ridley on your roster, but you're, you know, a contender, are you interested in throwing an offer out to try and acquire them?
1: I think I think so. Um, you know. What type of price would you be willing to go up to? I actually think most Calvin Randley owners are not gonna trade them right now. You'll be surprised.
0: There's so many out there trading them for what I think is super cheap. I'm seeing late first getting them, I'm seeing early seconds getting them. I'm seeing some people are just terrified and think
1: they're never gonna play again, so they're just getting whatever they can. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I you know, if you can do that, if you can get him for like, you know, a low second or for early second, I would absolutely do that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like I I'm using
0: this as a window to buy Calvin Ridley, right? A year ago, Calvin Ridley was a top 5 dynasty wide receiver. You know, and people were discussing, you know, there were some people saying, "Oh, he's number 1 or 2." Um so the price is so low right now like it's just worth the risk for me. Like, even if I give away, you know, a late first, like I burn that pick. Right. And even if Calvin Ridley never plays again, I get nothing. How, like to me, the odds of Calvin Ridley playing and being great are about as good as the odds of any rookie being
1: good. So I'm totally going to take those chances if I'm a contender. Yeah. You know, I think Ridley's probably your best buy option right now on this team. Um, but I think it's interesting. Where does he play next year? I think that's your, your big question. Um, I like New England as a suitor. You know, I, I think there's a bunch of other really good options out there, but New England's probably the top of my list. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't, I, I think it's tough. I think it's tough. If they want to trade him to New Orleans, which I know they want, then I would love that too. Yeah, Can imagine, you imagine a Michael Lee, Thomas coming and Kamara.
0: Uh, Oh, even yeah. with Winston, who I think is just a decent quarterback, I think y'all's offense would be humming right along again. But, yeah, um, but he's not going to get traded to New Orleans. He, he's not going to get traded there. And let's not get too excited about what your New Orleans Saints could be on the football field. Let's focus on our fantastic fantasy teams. So the only one I really feel needed to be talked about more is Pitts. Do you have anything else before we get into the true? gem of that line of falcons
1: i mean i i don't know what else to say about pitts right like he's a star and he's one he's probably the best young tight end in the nfl and i i think you're looking at either a tight end one two or three i think those are i think he's in the same tier as the uh travis kelsey's that's my only
0: question is where, where are you taking them or ranking them in dynasty are they tight in, in one? I yeah,
1: see he's tied in one cuz you know he's the youngest guy and he's already shown that he can produce very high numbers.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm full all aboard the
1: end 1 train for Kyle Pitts. Um, my only issue, th- my only issue is that I think he could be could be eventually listed as a wide receiver. Which would obviously I, decrease his value. It would significantly, but I think it's quite quite
0: unlikely. My my concern with Pitts coming out last year, I loved Pitts. I pre-draft, I you know was drooling over them, but then they went to Atlanta and they kept Matt Ryan, and the, you know, and I knew year one would be fine. Um, but my concern was when I was you know the few leagues I had the first three picks in the draft, I was tending to go away from Pitts because I was worried about his long-term quarterback because I knew Matt Ryan was short, and I knew that Atlanta was on a, you know, one-way ticket to the bottom of the NFL. But for me, his age, he's turning 22 at the end of the next fantasy season in October. He's turning 22, now, you know, in October. So you're going to get probably 10 more years of, at worst, tight, you know, back and tight in one numbers with I think most of those being anywhere from tight end three to tight end one. So I think he's clearly tight end one. And the question is, will he have a reign of five, six, seven straight years as the number one overall tight end? Will just be if they get a decent quarterback to replace Matt Ryan at some point?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a huge target vacuum there. And I think t- Kyle Pitts is going to be the, the – Holder of those back that that target vacuum for uh, Until the foreseeable future
0: Yeah, and I mean I another point him. is he was tight in six this year which For a for rookie is amazing that like that doesn't happen with tight ends Not to mention he only had one touchdown
1: And he yeah, had so I actually a want to talk yards. about that So I don't understand this about the falcons. They did this with julio jones, too why, are they always, why do they always struggle to get their number one wide receiver or tight end or weapon just in general touches in the red zone? I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: I am at least hoping, if not thinking, that it's just a coincidence that this happened with Pitts because all those years at Julio, that was a thing, but that was a totally different coaching staff, GM. The whole organization was different. So I – like, I don't think the owner, who was the only, ter- you know, um, person that was in both situations, is the one making that happen. So, I hope at least that Kyle Pitts can be the dynamite red zone weapon. He certainly can be. The man is an absolute superstar. Like, he's he's got to be I I think he's the most athletic tight end in the league. So to get him in the red zone, he, he should be a star in there. He should be getting eight to 10 touchdowns every year.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the last person I think we need to talk about is Hayden Hurst. So he's a free agent next year. Um, Let's see. I'm, I'm interested where he goes. I don't think they're going to re-sign him because, you know, they drafted Kyle Pitts. I think he's a decent free agent option for people. Um, You know, He has the draft pedigree, which at this point is not necessarily that big a deal, but I think he's showed that he's a decent option. You know, he's an average tight end.
0: Yeah, I think he's a good player to have, um, you know, on your NFL roster. I just wonder what they can do in uh, fantasy. They're turning 29 in August, so they're running out of time, but I do agree, um, The thing with me is their value. So I'm actually in the middle of a startup and I just took Hayden Hurst in the 24th round. So to me, Hayden Hurst is a value because you should be able to get him for free. Yeah. And there's a chance, albeit a small one, but there's a chance that they're going to be a starter (laughs) or at least a a useful part of an offense going forward. And if that's the case, you know, you're going to be able to turn that into something, something that's a lot worth a lot more than the 24th round pick in a start. Yeah, I don't have
1: anything else about the Falcons. I don't know if you yeah, want to talk about anything
0: else. I mean, no, I we can talk about the draft picks. They have that extra second from Tennessee if he's the Julio trade. So I'm just really curious what they're doing. Like we talked about, this team is really bad. They have a lot of holes. Their defense is bad. Their offensive line is bad. They need some offensive weapons and they need a QB. So I'm really curious what they end up doing. Um, in general, Kyle Pitts is the only one I want on this team because I'm already assuming that Ridley's gone. Ridley, I think, is a great buy. And I think or uh, Sam Ryan, if you can find a Falcons fan that will pay anything, sell him.
1: That's kind of my general idea for the Falcons. Yeah, so let's move on to the Panthers. So the big big topic here is you know the quarterback. And then I think the other big real topic is Christian McCaffrey. I think those are the, really the two big questions that we have to talk about.
0: So why don't we start with quarterback?
1: Yeah. So with Sam Darnold, I never was a believer in Sam Darnold. Um, even whenever he was a rookie, I never thought he was going to be, I, I was not as high on him as, as others. Um, I think with Sam Darnold, you are, you need to sell him for anything because he's not going to start next year. Um, Or not next year, but in 2023, I would say. I think they're going to move on from him as soon as they can. I think they made a mistake trading for him. I thought they made a mistake trading for him when they traded for him. I think they paid too much. I can keep on going on. I thought it was a terrible deal. I think it's a terrible deal. I hate when teams pay for average quarterbacks, and that happened here, and they will pay for it.
0: Yeah, I think in hindsight, we can definitely say that the Sam Darnold trade was a mistake. I actually was a fan of it when it happened just because it was a relatively low price for a young QB that had been taken in the draft so high and had played with a really bad team. So I didn't think giving him a shot was a bad idea, but they gave him a shot, and he's not the answer. Sam Darnold is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. So I agree. Sell him for basically anything you can get in Dynasty. It's not going to be much. I sure hope you didn't pay two first uh back before week five of this season. Because the first four weeks, uh, actually, Darnold was kind of tearing it up. And then he came crashing down to earth. And You know what coincided with that? Christian uh, McCaffrey. Superstar injury
1: at running back? Yeah. Yeah, so it's real easy to play quarterback when you can dump it off of Christian McCaffrey and say, hey, go, go do stuff. That's part of the issue, right, is Christian McCaffrey. He is an absolute superstar still when he's on the field. But, But can he play a full season? I mean, can't even play 10 games at this point. Yeah, I I am very concerned about Christian McCaffrey. If you're still a Christian McCaffrey owner, don't sell him because if you are able to get him for a full season, you're going to probably win a championship. If your team is absolutely terrible with Christian McCaffrey, you should sell him to a championship contender and try to get as much as you can out of it. Christian McCaffrey is... Still, one of the best running backs in the NFL, but if he's not on the field, who cares? And it's another thing too. Like I, I'm not a big fan either. I'm not a big. Well, I'm not a big fan of two things with with NFL and offenses: Paying average quarterbacks big money, and paying running backs big money. Christian McCaffrey has shown that if you pay big bun- running backs big money, it can come back to bite you immediately. It's same thing with Al- Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is showing that with. The, the legal situation, which obviously the saints could not have predicted that. And the saints actually do a very good job of keeping running backs with less wear on the tires, just because they always run a committee. And I think that's what they need to do with Christian McCaffrey. I think they need a guy to replace him and play him like, you know, maybe 50% of snaps. And obviously though, if they do that, then he's not an rb one.
0: No, no, he won't be RB one. I think I, I agree. Uh, the, the issue is is the running back they brought in, Chuba Hubbard, he's a lot more similar to the type of back to McCafferty than he is a compliment. Right? He's six foot two ten. Like he's a decent sized back, but he's not, you know, just some big bruiser to run straight ahead. That's what he's I would not, want. He also wasn't very good. I actually am a big Hubbard fan, relatively. There's a lot of hate for Hubbard. I think he's a good back running back in the NFL. But like I think this year they should be looking to bring in an Abram Smith, a maybe a Brian Robinson, but honestly, I think they'll probably get drafted too high for the value to be there. But this draft in the NFL is loaded with a bunch of like six foot plus, two hundred twenty five pound plus running backs. I think that would be a great compliment to McCafferty because. Caffrey is just getting overworked, and he's he's hurt. He went from not missing a practice to he basically missed two full seasons. So yeah. it's all yeah, about injuries. The question is,
1: is still – yeah, the question is obviously injuries, right? Um, you know, I think they have a lot of holes on the offense. I think they still need to fix the offensive line. I think um, I think this team is very close, though. I actually – I'm a big fan of what the Panthers are doing. They built this defense. The defense is fantastic. They just need to fix the offense now. So if I'm them, I'm actually doing something a little different than I would normally do things. I would actually trade back for next year's quarterback class, and then I would sell the entire farm for next year's quarterback class. Because I feel like if I trade back from the first round, and let's say I get a pick in 2022 and a second-round pick this year, or maybe I just trade back to like the 20s, and I get a first-round pick next year, that's a supreme value for me because – I don't have that many holes along my defense and my defense is very young, but the only thing I need is a quarterback. So I need a quarterback and I need probably another running back. And then I could probably use some offensive line help. So I'm moving back and I'm going to trade as much as I can for a first, for the first overall pick next year or the second overall pick, because I'm looking to get either, you know, a Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, you know, um, somebody in that realm. Um, and that is not something I usually am cool with doing, but in this case, that's the best case scenario for me and this, for this team. Yeah. If I'm
0: going to go get a quarterback in this situation and I'm at rule, I'm going to go get one that I know is good. And one that can play now, I would go and try and get a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers,
1: a Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Obviously that's the dream if you can. Um, but I don't think you're going to get any of those guys. And that's just kind of my thing. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be available and especially not for a team that has limited draft capital compared to the the teams behind them or the teams around them in the draft. So, you know, I, I think, I think Russell Wilson, if he is traded is going to go to a team like, you know, New York or, um, like the, Or like the Giants or like, you know, the Eagles maybe. I think those are your only th- your two options because they both have a ton of draft picks. Maybe Denver.
0: They do, but, but, but remember, Russell has a no-trade clause. So if I'm him, why in God's name would I want to go to either of the New York teams?
1: I mean, maybe. Still, Denver, no, Denver I mean, is still... Yes. If yeah, I'm a QB, Denver. I would
0: love to go to Denver.
1: Yeah, I mean, but what I'm saying is that, you know, You're you're not outpaying those guys. So to get you know a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson, you're not you can't outpay them, right? You can't you don't have the draft capital to pay them or to pay the price for them. So you have to look to the draft next year.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most likely scenario is that they're going to be an average to a bad team next year, and then 2023 is when they'll have a real chance. But you know what? Uh, Matt Rule, his job is very possibly on the line. So I wouldn't be surprised if that f- number six overall pick, they take a QB. I could see him taking Kenny Pickett, Willis, Corral.
1: Yeah. So I don't think there's much left to talk about for the quarterbacks. You know, I think this team's are really close. So let's move on to the wide receivers. So DJ Moore is the superstar here. Uh, and then you have a couple guys uh, who are either average – fantasy receivers or have or is a, or a young player. So you have Robbie Anderson, Ian Thomas, Terrace Marshall, and Tommy Trimble. Um so for Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall, so I know you you don't like Robbie Anderson. I actually thought you know Robbie Anderson had a huge amount of targets. That that intrigues me about not necessarily Robbie Anderson, but about the receiving room in general. I am interested very much in Terrace Marshall. I want to see if Terrace Marshall can usurp Robbie Anderson's role and be that hundred that 110 target guy
0: yeah I totally agree I'm a big fan of Marshall I was uh coming before the NFL draft I was li- like him a lot after the draft um they just had a horrible rookie year they barely even played they got 30 targets this year but they're a tremendous athlete they're a great talent they got the draft capital they're going to get a year or two more chance to prove themselves. So I, I'm I'm definitely on board with that because a lot of people, a lot of people are just saying bust, bust, bust. It's been one year. Let's give them a second year and see what they can do. But Anderson, yeah, I want very little to do with Anderson. They're turning 29 at, before even training camp. And with 110 targets, they turned in a receiver 48 season, which is weird because his first year in Carolina – he
1: turned in a wide receiver nineteen season with Teddy Bridgewater. So Well, let's not pretend. <laughs> Terry Bridgewater is an upgrade over Sam Darnold, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't really see it as a significant upgrade. I, it's not a significant, upgrade. Difference. Yeah, it's not I, a significant I upgrade. But it's I it's an upgrade. The, I think that what you try and do is sell that wide receiver nineteen season. because uh, I think wide receiver forty is much closer to what you're gonna get. So I'm gonna sell Robbie Anderson for anything. He's an older player that is not good. I'm like, I'd rather have Jarvis Landry significantly more, honestly. But yeah, Marshall so, is an interesting low buy. But Moore, I, Moore is a real one that I'm interested. in. I love DJ Moore.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't have much with DJ Moore. I, he's a superstar. Um, I think you're, you know, he was wide receiver 18 this year, but I think that's more to do with the fact that he had terrible quarterback play um, than anything. He had 163 targets. That's insane. Uh, and you know he's going to have more catches than the 93 he had with 163 targets. Um, and yeah, if you can buy DJ Moore, buy him. If you can't, if somebody's holding on for him for too high of a price, then it's kind of kind of sucks. But I wasn't able to get DJ Moore for any at, at any point in any of these past couple of seasons, even though I've been trying my hardest. But um, another guy too that I want to talk about that. I am really excited for is Tommy Tremble. I I think he is one of the, the top options For uh, as a young tight end. I think he is gonna be I think he has the potential to be a superstar as a tight end
0: I totally agree. I think Tremble is fantastic uh, Late round by he's going at tight end 29 right now in startups The people going over him directly are Najoku Johnny Smith and Adam Troutman um, I think Troutman's the only one that is even close to Tremble in terms of what I value him at. Trout, uh, so Tremble had a very limited passing game usage in college, but that's because he w- was at Notre Dame when he was there because <clears throat> Cole Komet and then Michael Mayer. If you don't know Michael Mayer, he's going to be a first-round pick in the 2023 draft as a you know third-year player declaring for the draft. He's... You know, two great tight ends were in front of him, so he got a limited option. He's a fantastic blocker. He's a great athlete. And because of that, he's going to see time on the field. The question is, can he develop into a pass catcher? Um, I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, anywhere that I don't have Tommy Tremble, you have him because you were able to snag him before me in, in the draft. Nope.
1: Oh, I grabbed them everywhere. I actually wanted him to go to the Saints. Um, but... I didn't get my wish, but other than that, though, that's all I have. That Ian Thomas, you can ro- you can just drop him; he's not worth anything.
0: Yeah, I wrote down. I want nothing in all caps to do with Ian Thomas. <laughs> I totally agree. He's played out his rookie year. He did nothing. He had a lot of opportunity. He's yeah, no interest.
1: So, do you have anything else about the Panthers?
0: Um. So. Right, They have that first-round pick. Right, It's a high first. It's six overall, but they don't have another pick until Houston's fourth. So I totally agree with your trade back and, and gain more capital plan just because they're a team that has holes to fill, mainly on the offensive line, QB, and I think they should bring in wide receivers because I, I think they're going to have to replace Anderson very soon. But that's a lesser concern. So yeah, I totally agree with trading back and trying to improve or improve their draft stock. Um really CMC, he's a big question mark because of health, not talent. And then DJ Moore, he's a question mark only because of the QB. I mean, DJ Moore with a solid QB would be probably putting out wide receiver eight, wide receiver five type seasons each year. They're still young, is a big part for me why I'm so keen on him he he hasn't even turned 25 yet um and then yeah tremble and marshall those are really interesting later round picks for me just really cheap options that i think potentially could develop i think they have high ceiling but they also have a low floor so don't pay much at all i'm not paying more than i'm definitely not paying more than an early third for them and it's still that's like that's like top market what i would want to pay but uh yeah i that's all I have for the, for the Carolina Panthers.
1: We really thank everybody for listening. You know, the bubblehead fantasy football podcast. I think we've been growing a lot. We really appreciate everybody for listening to us. You know, you can find us on Twitter at bubblehead FFB. Um, you know, reach out to us on there. If you have any questions or you want to talk about anything, if you want us to talk about any of the rookies specifically, you know, we have uh, that episode coming up in two weeks after this one. So, Um, we are really looking forward to the rookie dive. So if you have any questions at all or or want us to cover anybody specific, please let us know. And we look forward to seeing you guys then. And yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you. Thank you.